Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm Stacey Ennis, an author and longtime location-independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, travel, and so much more, all focused on building a life that is beyond better. I am so excited today to welcome Donna Maria, and I'm going to give a quick intro. Donna Maria is known as the Lifestyle CEO. She is a certified entrepreneur mentor and the founder of the Indie Business Network, a membership community for makers and artisan entrepreneurs. Donna Maria is a U.S. Small Business Administration's home-based business advocate of the year and is a certified by SCBA SCORE mentor to small businesses across the nation. By the way, I used a SCORE mentor when I started my business. A native of Washington, D.C., Donna Maria currently lives in Charlotte, North Carolina with her family. Welcome, Donna Maria. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Stacey. I'm excited to be here. Hi, everyone. So I want to start out with you sharing a bit about Indie Business Network and how you got the idea and then how you grew the community that you have today. Well, uh, we have to go back 22 years. That's been that long since I founded the Indie Business Network. So the short version of the story is that I am an attorney and I was working as an attorney in my hometown of Washington, D.C. And after doing that for several years, I felt like it wasn't what my long term calling was. And so I began to explore like what really made me happy, what fulfilled me, what was exciting, what really you know, wound me up and got me excited about the day. And in my, you know, discovery of new hobbies and meeting new people and things on this journey, I found out that I loved to make my own soaps and cosmetics. I learned how to make my own. I still make them for myself. And I just decided, hmm, I don't know why I'm so attracted to this. Like I've been using soap all my life and it never occurred to me to like figure out how to make it. But I did. And I found some teachers um, to help me and I learned and I ultimately really just decided that my life was not being served by the career path that I was on. And I knew I had to do something about that. I didn't know what that would be. But over time, I decided to leave my job leave my career as an attorney and start a business making and selling these amazing products that I had learned how to make. And over time, what I discovered was that there were a lot of other people out there like me who even had better products than me, Stacey, but they didn't know how to sell. They didn't know how to market. They didn't know how to build a business. And I sort of had a knack for that. So I saw an opportunity to, hmm, my products aren't as good as theirs. And they started coming to me asking for marketing advice and business building advice. And so I started helping and I just decided, hmm, I'm going to start a membership program that answers all of their questions, which they all had the same questions, in a way that is efficient and allows me to do what I love to do 
and let them make the great products because mine weren't all that good (laughs) and really help them build their businesses and get their art and their products out into the world in a way that served the world in general with their great products, but also helped them to build a profitable business. So the Indie Business Network was born in January 2000 out of that shortened version of the journey there. Oh, I love that so much. And um, for those who aren't familiar with the Indie Business Network, it's it's now just an amazing and very large community and so valuable. Uh, we we kind of almost brushed over, I think, a really critical part of your story. So you just said that you left a job as an attorney. Let's equate that with high income, right? A, yes. a, an attorney. And you decided to make make soaps and cosmetics. And so you left your job and you started this essentially like a small business that was totally new for you. Now, I'm sure there are plenty of people listening that are thinking, wow, how did you like, what did you have inside (laughs) of you that gave you that courage? And I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about that launching off point or that decision point for you. Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, I quit my job. I started my cosmetics business. I opened a retail store as well. Mm -hmm. And about a year or so later, I completely lost my shirt. So I actually went back to work and retold what I wanted to do. And then I left my job again to start the Indie Business Network. So it was kind of a two-step process there. Um, So I, um, I have to say that really what what moved me was that I was not happy. I was not, well, let me just, let me, let me change that. I was happy to have a job. I was happy to do something that I was good at. I was certainly happy to be making money because yes, attorneys in Washington, DC, they make good money. Um, But I realized that long-term I would not be happy over the long-term pursuing that career path. So it wasn't that I was unhappy, like in that moment necessarily, but I knew that it was coming and I didn't want to wait for it to slap me upside the head before I did something about it. So I started slowly sort of thinking about it and maneuvering in the direction of where I wanted to go. So it was a process. It wasn't like, oh, I hate this job. I'm going to quit it. And off I go. And 22 years ago, Stacey, no one was doing this. Like there had been no pandemic. There had been no great recession. (laughs) There had been no great resignation. Like I didn't have a roadmap or even a mentor. People thought I was nuts, Um, but I wasn't nuts. I just wanted to do what made me happy. And I also, Stacey, wanted to get married and have children. And I knew that I did not want to have the lifestyle that I had as an attorney as a mom. So I knew that I, I couldn't have both and be content with what I saw coming down the pipe unless I changed something. I didn't have children when I quit my job. I wasn't married. So the risk to me was minimal because as I said, the first time I quit my job, I went back to work like, whoops, I'm going back to work. Well, obviously when you have children or spouse or a significant other to consider, you can't really just be that flip about it. But I was a lot younger and I was a little flip, like I'll just get another job. It's not that big a deal. And 22 years ago, you could actually get another job like really quickly. So the long and short of it is that I was um, scared. I analyzed my risk, which I think is really important because every situation is different. And if any of our um, audience today, the viewers and listeners 
if you have children, if you have a spouse or a partner who is reluctant to have the kind of lifestyle that is sort of, I don't know how much money I'm going to make every week. It's different as an entrepreneur. So you have to really analyze those risks and make an informed decision about what you're going to do. And I was able to do that because I you know, was very self-aware about what I wanted in my life. And I think that's really where it starts, Stacey. It starts with what it is that you want your life to look like. Like that's what everyone should do, whether you have a traditional job or you're starting a business, because however you support yourself is going to determine to a large extent what your life looks like. So what kind of life do you want? And I do recommend this for everyone who is an author, starting any kind of a business or what have you to like, before you dive into the business, like define what you want your life to look like and make sure that whatever you're getting into is going to deliver that life to you. That's really important because what you don't want to do is start a successful business and like hate your life. Like what's yes. the point of that? Right. So that's what I teach people as part of the lifestyle CEO process is plan your life first and then build your business and your income streams or whatever your authorship around that. I couldn't agree more. And that's why with every new student, client that comes in to work with me, I have them go through a life visioning exercise first. And I also do that every year myself when I take my individual strategy retreats, because otherwise what we end up doing is just making a decision based on what's in front of us rather than that view of that life. And to your point, I mean, you left, yeah, you were young. Yeah, you didn't have as many responsibilities, but how many people just continue on that train forward yes. and never take a different route? You had a vision of what you wanted and that yeah. gave you courage to make a different decision. I think that's so incredibly powerful. I hope that whoever's listening and needed to hear that today, that they really take that to heart. How do you normally recommend, I mean, I'm, I'm a writer, so I always have people do, I have a, a guide that I walk people through, but how do you normally recommend that people go through that, creating that vision for themselves? Well, definitely use your guide. Um, sure. <laughs> I'll link to um, it in the show notes. <laughs> yes, make sure you do that. But even before you get to that, you have to adjust your mindset to understand that it's important to go through the guide. Like mm -hmm. you've got to, like the first time I quit my job, I didn't, I just was like, I want to make soap all day. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I had a vision, but my strategy was flawed because, for example, I, retail was exciting. It looks so exciting. I'm going to have a store and all these people are going to come and I'm going to make them happy and sell them my stuff. And it's going to be great. But I didn't realize that until I hired somebody, I was going to have to be at the store every day, all day. Like, and then someone came in and robbed me, like not at gunpoint, thank goodness, but I, you know, things were stolen, like shoplifting. Um, and then my boyfriend at the time was like, it was Christmas holidays. And I was realizing that I was giving everyone else a great Christmas, but I had no time to do my own Christmasing as a retail store owner. And I didn't have any help when I first started. So I remember my boyfriend at the time was like, you know, what do you do with all your receivables at the end of the day? I'm like, well, I go down the street a couple blocks and drop them into the thing. And he's like, no, like we're not having that. Right. Because, and I hadn't even thought of that. I was like, well, of course I'm safe. It's my neighborhood. Everything's going to be great. So he alerted me to things that kind of went me go, mm, you know, maybe this isn't the kind of life that I want. I loved the business aspect. I loved certain aspects of it but I didn't want to be in one place all day. 
I didn't want to feel like I had to call the police every time I wanted to make my deposits and things like that. I didn't want to be open to shoplifting and I didn't have cameras. Like what would happen to me if I'm in this place all day by myself? So those safety issues didn't occur to me. But when I went back to work and started rethinking the whole thing, I was like, hmm, let me think about what kind of life I want to have. Forget the business for now. Forget any sort of making money other than this job that I was really lucky to get back, right? Forget all that and just decide what kind of life I want to have. And once I started thinking that through, it was so clear. I got so much clarity by, by taking responsibility for what I was creating. So I think you have to have your mind there in order for any guide or any book or any podcast to help you. You have to decide that you will embrace that responsibility in order for you to make any book or guide useful to you. So that really is the first step is to take responsibility for what you're creating and also embrace your power to design the life that you want. Yes. Like we all yes. have the power to do that. Now, I was not raised to do that. I was raised to find my power in a career pro provided by a third party, like a law firm or a corporation, which is exactly what I did. I went to high school. I went to college. I went to law school. I took the bar exam. I did all the things. Checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. Got a job, corner office, leased car, all the things, right? for a while. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was. But after a while, I realized I didn't want to spend my whole entire life doing that. So what was I going to do about that? So I had to realize that if, if, you, if you don't change something, you're accepting it. Okay. So you can't, you know, have the power to make a change and then complain when you don't make it. Right. So I knew I was either going to have to just like be happy in this career path and not complain about it, right? Because I had the power to change it or I was going to have to change it. And I chose the change it path. And I'm yes. so glad I did because I have since gotten married. I, my children, my children are 20 and 18 right now. So Aww. mission accomplished. <laughs> like yeah. most of my reasoning for doing this, in addition to making myself fulfilled, is that I wanted to be what I determined was more available to my children. That definition is going to differ with every family. So for me, it meant certain things. So for me, I had to build a business that would deliver those things to me. And that has happened. And they're about to fly the coop and go to college. One is already in college. The other one is a senior. And so I feel very fulfilled that I was able to design the life that I wanted and then build the business that would give us all that life. And now the next stage of that design is me being able to do things that I was not able to do and did not plan to do for 20 years because my children were younger. So same business, same mindset, just a different life design from now on. I'm very excited about that as well. And yeah. I want everyone to be able to do this. Like, at stages of your life, you need different things and you can design your income potential and, and, and income streams around what you want at different points in your life, but you have to design it. It's not just going to happen. Yes, it's so true. And I think it's that kind of active versus passive mindset of opportunity mm -hmm. creation. 
I think about that a lot. For me, earlier in my business, I had a, a very passive mindset where I thought other people had to offer opportunities, other people had to offer me, you know, media opportunities or their, you know, even just um, potential clients. I thought they had to come to me. I just had this idea that I could do all of the things that I needed to do, but then everyone else kind of had to offer me the opportunity. And I mm -hmm. had this really, I, there was a very specific moment that that all shifted for me. And I realized that, and, and I was just reflecting on this today because I recently hired a PR person who's awesome, by the way. And I was thinking about how that's such an active decision. And earlier me and my business wouldn't have had that kind of um, approach. I would have just thought, oh man, I'm not getting the media exposure that I want, or why is so-and-so getting this you know, feature, but I'm not that comparison trap that's not beneficial. But instead, now, today, you have, I have a very active mindset that says, I can make a choice, I can make a change, which I think is really important. You're talking about that in the next phase of your business. It's so powerful. And I think this segues perfectly into this concept that you talk about of a lifestyle entrepreneur. I'd love for you to define that and and talk about what does that mean and what are the qualities of a lifestyle entrepreneur? Well, a lifestyle CEO, and, and that is similar to a lifestyle entrepreneur, but I sort of have taken that and created a framework around it. Mm, so okay. what it is, is a person who owns and manages a business not just for financial reasons, but also because of the benefits they get out of entrepreneurship. And those benefits are essentially the core values of a lifestyle CEO, which are freedom, fulfillment, fun, finances, focus, family, and fitness. So there are seven of them. So when, when, when you design your lifestyle CEO business and your lifestyle CEO life, those core seven values are going to be central because you want to have fun, right? You want to have fun. You want to be focused, right? You don't want to offer whatever it is, like, you know, many of our viewers, people who are joining us here today, they're authors, right? Well, you could probably write a book that everyone would read, but you probably don't want to do that, right? Because you want to sort of niche your offering. You want to have some sort of focus. So focus is really important. Fitness, physical fitness, but also mental and emotional and spiritual fitness, whatever that means to you, it takes a lot of stamina to lead a business and to get it started from scratch and build it into something that perhaps can be even be sold one day that actually has value beyond your income stream. You know, you want to make sure that you those seven things are really core to what you do and fulfillment. You want to be fulfilled. But I think the first one is really freedom, freedom to design your life the way you want to design it and to build a business that supports that. That's essentially what it is. If you want to be a gozillionaire, you're going to build a very different business than if you want to you know, make a certain amount of money every year that's less than that, but which you've calculated will support you allow you to put money in savings, allow you to, you know, treat your children to a vacation every year. You have to define that in your finances. How much money is that? How much is that? And, and when you do that, you know, light bulbs should come on like, hmm, maybe I can't quit my job for another 48 months. Okay. What's the strategy going to be to do that? What are you going to do for 48 months to build yourself up to be able 
to do that. So those core values are the things that really define what a lifestyle CEO is and the way a lifestyle CEO thinks so that they can build that business that gives them the lifestyle that they want. I love all of that. And I'm sure that that resonates for so many people listening. I'd love for you to give maybe a few practical tips for somebody who's either who owns a business right now, but they're feeling similar to you. Maybe they don't own a retail space, but you back, you know, 20 years ago and they are feeling just exhausted. They're feeling like I'm not reaching my potential. I'm not hitting what I thought I could do. And on top of that, I feel like my personal life is not as fulfilling as it should be because I'm pulled at all ends. Or maybe they have a side hustle that they're working alongside their full-time business. So I think there's probably both and here. What advice would you give to that person who's feeling drained, unfulfilled, or maybe they feel like they're on the cusp, but they're not quite there, who's really inspired Mm -hmm. by this message? What can they do to go from where they are today to really owning that lifestyle CEO approach and having a deeply fulfilling life? Wow, that is a big question. Um, So I'm trying to think of what would be consistent for everyone Mm -hmm. um, because people are so different, you know? And I think think what I'm hearing you ask is, I'm not where I wanna be. So what do I do to get where I wanna be? Yeah, kind of distillation, yes. Yeah. So the the first question is, where do you want to be? And if you can define that, you are over halfway done. Right. So and this involves knowing yourself. So, for example, do you want to live in a mansion on a cliff in San Francisco or do you want to live in the country in a rural state in America where the taxes are low? Right. Okay. so if depending on what you want, you will choose certain components and options that are available to you to deliver that to you. So it's really important to define what you want. And Stacy, I think this is hard for a lot of people because some people feel like if I define what I want, then I'm going to leave some stuff out. That's one challenge. The other mindset challenge is if I define what I want and then I don't get it, I'm a failure, right? So like if I write this down, I'm going to be, you know, this is what I want. And then I don't get it in, in my five-year plan. Then I got this piece of paper here saying that I'm, you know, a failure. And I think those two fears, I will fail or I will miss out. I will limit myself unnecessarily, stop people from getting out a piece of paper and writing it down. Another thing is if you're, if you're with another person, if you have a spouse or significant other, they may not want what you want. Right. Maybe when you met three years ago, you wanted the same thing, but now you don't. So there can be a fear associated with putting that out there as well, because what if they say, I don't want to live on a cliff. I don't want to live in the country (laughs) or whatever. Like, and I'm not going like, what do you do? Like that puts an, an elephant in the room. But if you do it, it moves you forward. Like at least you know that you and your partner are going in different directions, or at least you know that you want to be on a cliff or on a farm. Like you know that. And once you know that, Stacey, you can put your, you can put the strategy in place to do it. Once you have the vision, you can put the strategy in place. I think a lot of times we're just like strategizing and we're busy all the time. I roll up my sleeves and get busy today. But why? What is the purpose of this task that you're doing? Where is it? How does it fit into your vision? 
you've got to know that. And in order to be, be that productive every day, you have to have the vision in place. So I think the first step is to think about what I'm saying now, which is I'm going to write down what I want on a piece of paper. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to marinate on that. I'm going to think about what this means for my life and how I can change my current circumstances one step at a time to move myself in that direction. This is not going to happen overnight. It's a process. It's a journey. It's a long tail. So you've got to one step at a time, quarter by quarter, here's what I'm going to do this quarter to move myself in this direction. Here's what I'm going to do this quarter. You, you, if you don't know where you're going, you cannot do that. And you will drift around until you're out at sea, which is maybe where you are now. I'm out at sea because I started doing this, but it wasn't what I ultimately wanted to serve my life. And then you have to make some other changes like I did, like close the door and go back to work and then rethink it all. But that's okay. That's okay. Because that's a part of taking responsibility for your life. Does that help? Yeah, I love it. And I I think one thing I would add to that that's been useful for me, and I'm thinking way back, and there's a post on my site buried deep, deep in my site somewhere uh, about this exact thing I'm going to share about. So for me, when we were still living in Idaho, and we had this dream of living abroad, and I wasn't making what I was want, what I wanted to in my business. I wasn't getting time with my family like I wanted to. What I did is I followed, um, I'd watched a TED talk that I thought was great. And she had suggested drawing out your current reality and your future reality. So I did that. I drew them. And then defining three core action steps. Now, interestingly, I struggled to come up with three. I could only come up with two. I can't remember what they are now. But I do remember, you know, I drew these big arrows. So it was current reality, I drew that picture, and then my future reality, and then I had these arrows. And something about, this was before I started writing my vision, but even just spending 20 minutes on a picture was so powerful for me, just even to acknowledge that I wanted this future. I'd been thinking about it, but I had never put it down. And then also, I'm very practical. So if I don't take something as that's a vision or an idea and I, I don't put it into some kind of strategy or action plan, then it's not going to happen. Although I naturally am inclined to create those plans, right? So for me, then taking that, which was a simplified version of what you're talking about, and giving myself some very clear, specific, and measurable action steps, that was really important for me too. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's no way around that. There really isn't. Um, thinking not just in terms of, I don't like where I am, but here's where I want to be. That's really important. I think we can get stuck in, I don't like where I am. Like when I had my job as an attorney, for a while it was like, I'm miserable. Like I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I don't like where I am. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like rush hour traffic. And I don't like all the things. And I don't like having enough money to go on vacation, but too much stress to enjoy a vacation. Like And I just sort of got wrapped up in, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. And until I said, well, wait a minute, what am I going for here? You know, what what am I aiming for? Like, it's not all about what I don't like. It's about what I do like. And what can I do to get what I like? What can I do to create and design the lifestyle that I want? And, And obviously I have to finance it somehow. So how am I going to do that? And for me, Stacey, back in the very early days in, tw- in 2000 of the internet, there weren't a whole lot of technological options. 
that allowed that to happen. I had to be creative, um, but you still have to be creative because now there are so many technological options that it can be completely overwhelming. Um, so, you know, without looking at how I'm going to do this, which is also something that stops a lot of people, like, here's what I want, but how am I going to do that? It's going to be too hard. I don't know how to do it, so I don't want it anymore. No, you've got to really think about what you want and really commit to that. And then you figure out, you can work in reverse to figure out how you're going to get it. So in my case, I knew that my products were not going to save the day. Like they were nice, but <laughs> everybody else's were better. And I mean that literally, like they would come to my store for marketing advice and I would place an order from them. Right. <laughs> and they would leave my store having bought like something just to kind of give me a little bit of money for my time, but nothing near what I needed to pay the rent. So I started thinking, you know, this is not working. I don't like this anymore. I don't like being in this store all day. I actually, my now husband started dating me at the time and he would come over because he had a flexible job and he would come over and say, let's go to the movies. And I would put a note on the door saying, close for the day. And I would go to the movies with my, <laughs> with my boyfriend, right? You can't run a store that way. You can't make money that way. So I realized it wasn't going to work long-term, but I had to very quickly start thinking about what was going to work long-term. I needed to go back to work to give myself that breathing room, right? And so you may need to go back to work. You may need to find, you know, a, an income stream that will temporarily allow you to feed yourself and your cat and whatnot so that you can then sort of breathe a bit because you can't run a business if you're not breathing. You cannot run a business if you don't have an income plan. It's stressful. It just stresses you out. Ask me how I know, right? Retail store. So I had to go and think, okay, what's my long-term, what's my long-term vision? What's the picture? Like the one that you, you drew. And while I'm still getting paid here, I'm going to map out how I'm going to get that. And that's when the idea of writing a book, which I know a lot of people who are watching and listening, you're authors. Like I wrote a book, published a book, and I was able then to build the indie business network onto that book. So the book became the marketing tool for the business. And the oh, business love. was essentially, yes, the business <laughs> was essentially offering, you know, my own specific brand, brand of advice and coaching and mentoring to a very niche target audience to help them grow. And um, I created a membership program, which is like the best business model on the planet. Um, and it's perfect for authors, so perfect for authors. Um, and that is real. I think, I think actually the Indie Business Network is the first membership-based business coaching program on the internet. Like, I don't know. I was manually processing payments, no automated payments, no credit cards, manual. People sent me checks, right? That's how long yeah, ago yes. this was. So I love it. Yeah. That's cool. So I love that story. I also love that a book was a catalyst for yes. the success of your audience growth. And, you know, we do have a mix of listeners. We have people who are published authors and we have people who are aspiring authors. So both are listening now and both, I, I bet their ears are pricking up as they're, <laughs> as they're hearing you talk about this. And I know this was many years ago, but I've seen the same book being that, that growth engine, that, that thing that drives growth for your audience, for your business 
over and over and over and over again. And this is a perfect segue, although I'd love to talk about lifestyle design for another six hours. It's one of my favorite topics. I do want to talk about audience because anybody who is looking to grow a business or start or grow a business or looking to start or grow an audience, maybe they're writing a book or they just published one, they need to know, like, how do you actually harness the power of audience growth? Because that is a really tricky and difficult, very challenging thing for many people. So I'd love to learn a bit. I mean, you now have all of this experience, not just with that initial book to membership community, but also over the years growing a really large, robust and active community. So can you share a bit of your wisdom from growing a successful audience? Yes. Uh, well, you know, let me try to distill that down into three things. Okay. The first is focus. Okay. Because you can build a huge, huge audience, but you can't do that at first. Right, so it's very important on the front end to focus on a target audience. Who is the audience for your book or your message? Because the book, it could be a podcast, it could be a book, it could be sure. a, a magazine, it could be a lot of things. But you have to have a message for a particular target audience. I heard someone describe it like this. Um, and this is not my original, I can't remember where I heard this, but I thought it was so genius, I wish I had made it up. Um, we all know who Batman is, right? So what you need to be is you need to be that Batman signal in the sky for your target audience. So whenever the commissioner saw a crime being committed or what have you, what would he do? He would call Batman. And Batman, Batman, and he would do that by putting the Batman sign in the sky, right? And Batman would see the sign and go, oh, someone's in trouble. I got to go help, right? And then he and Robin would rush over to wherever the trouble was. Well, <laughs> What you want to do is you want to be the bat signal in the sky for your target audience, right? But you want everyone to see the bat signal. So everyone saw the bat signal, but only Batman responded, right? So you want everyone to see your message, but you only want your target audience, the people who will come with their credit cards hanging halfway out of their wallet. That's who you want to respond. So you have to have a focus. You have to have a bat signal and a target audience. And that's really where it starts. And Stacy, it is, it is, it is um, critical to be consistent in speaking with that audience. So whether it's a podcast or a vlog on YouTube or a newsletter or a magazine or a monthly meetup in your hometown, whatever it is, it's critical to be consistent because it's not hard. Being consistent is hard which makes building an audience hard to some people. But I talk with so many people who say, you know, I can't seem to build an audience. I can't seem to build an audience. And I'm like, well, how are you doing it? Well, I have an Instagram and I have a Pinterest and I have this and I have like 10 things. And I'm like, okay, well, how do you use those? Well, you know, I think my newsletter went out a couple months ago and I did this blog, but then it got to be too much work. So I stopped and it's like, we have no system. Like you have yes, no system. Yes. So like, it's better to pick one outlet and use it consistently than it is to have five outlets that are hit or miss for you, right? Because what you're going to do, if you're like me, is you're going to do it when you feel like doing it. And when are you going to feel like doing it? No, you're not going to feel like doing it, right? You have to create a system for yourself and have a plan to access and serve and feed your target audience on a consistent basis. And as simple as it sounds, that is all you have to do to build a community. 
And then obviously once you build, um, you know, a few people, they're going to meet each other, right? So you got to make sure that you connect your audience members together, help them to help each other. That's where you build like what I call like a basket weave, right? So you attract 10 people and they tell a couple of friends and then you have 12 people and then you double that and you have 24 and then they meet each other and they go, oh, I'm Stacy, like you have a kid too, and you live in Portugal. And, you know, I live in Portugal too. Like, let's get together. How can we help each other? So you become like the catalyst that empowers so many other people in your target audience. And then before you know it, you have a community. And that's when you start to get lift. Because once you have an audience, Stacy, you can sell anything, right? Once you have an audience, you, because they trust you. And then know that you're not going to offer them something that you just saw on a street corner. You're going to offer them something that's going to enhance their lives. So that's essentially like the focus, the community. Community is king. Like they say content is king. No, community is king, right? So just keep that in mind. And the third thing is making sure that you are building a network, a community of people that are also helping each other. And that takes some of the load off of you as well. I so, so love everything you just said. And I want to attach to one particular piece of, of all of the greatness you just shared. And that's the selling piece, because ah, one of the yes. things that I think people struggle with is they'll, they'll build an audience, even if it's a small one. And, and it is kind of a misconception that you need a huge audience in order to be successful at selling, right? It's better to have a, an a smaller engaged audience. But yes. then how do you make that transition from I'm delivering value to I want to now sell to you? I know that's something that a lot of listeners struggle with, or they know it's kind of an, a, an impending problem. It's something they're going to need to solve. Yeah. Okay. Let me distill this down into the simplest way I possibly can. And that is, I want to deliver value to you. Now I want to deliver more value to you. Mm, love it. Yeah, I want to deliver value. I want to tell you, you know, I, I, you know, I make this candle and it's awesome. It's one of my member products, right? I make this candle and it's awesome. And, um, you know, it comes in different sizes and fragrances and so forth. And, you know, it's 1599. And you know what, we're going to make that candle better by adding like CBD, or we're partnering with a nonprofit, or it's bigger, or whatever it is, I'm going to add more value. And therefore, this one is, you know, $39.99, right? Or in addition to this candle, I'm also going to um, write a book to help you learn how to use essential oils, which are in my candles, like in your daily life. So you can get my candles, but now I'm going to empower you to learn a little bit of what, what I do so you can make some of these things for yourself, right? Mm. So we're going we're gonna to add that on. And then, and then you know, I'm going to have a retreat, right? Because now all these people, they love my candles. They, they love learning how to use essential oils in their daily lives. We're going to have a retreat, uh, uh, you know, a half-day retreat. Um, we're going to have a yoga instructor come and we're going to, you know, all Zen out and you get a candle if you register for the retreat. Right. So do you see what I'm saying? You have, mm -hmm. you have value, which can sometimes be free. Like you might have a free newsletter or a free YouTube like this. I'm assuming you're not charging for it. It's going to be free, right? It's valuable. But if you want the additional value where you have more input from me, more of my expertise, more of my energy, and your results will also be increased, 
then I'm going to help you more. And here's how I can do that. And here's where to go to register. Oh, and here's someone who did it last year. And this is how her business and her life was transformed. And you can have that too, because now I'm offering it to you register here. So you have to think in terms of, I want to help you and I want to help you more. That's it. Right? It's such a feel good way to think about it too. This idea of value and speaking of yeah. value, this has been such a valuable conversation. I'm sure <laughs> that listeners are really grateful they tuned in. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Before we end our discussion, can you please tell people where to find you? And do you have any current projects or things coming up that you're really excited about? You can find me on Instagram at Donna Maria CEO. Very excited about that. So our current project that we're working on inside the Indie Business Network is we're actually going to be launching a physical magazine next year. Mm. So I'm super excited about that. And of course, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to learn a little bit about that. But um, yeah, that's one of the bigger projects that we're working on. So I'm super excited about that. We are also going to have a Lifestyle CEO Retreat. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll learn about that as well. And we'll have some announcements coming up. But thank you for the opportunity to share that. And I just want everyone to just remember, you have the power to change your situation. And you can use your product and your brand message, whether it's a book or whatever, your message to transform and enhance other people's lives. And if you don't do that, you're leaving so much of your life unused. And we need it. We need it. The world needs what you have to offer. So I just want to encourage you to, to look at look at what the possibilities are and define which ones you want for yourself and then develop your strategy to go get them. And I'll be seeing you in Lifestyle CEO land. I, I almost don't even want to talk after that. That was such a beautiful, beautiful just um, message that you shared. Donna Maria, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Stacey. Have a good day. This podcast is produced by me, Stacey Ennis. Special thanks to Daniel Alexander for sound editing and Katherine Fishman for project support. These two make the show possible and I'm grateful. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at StacyEnnis.com, on Instagram at Stacy Ennis, or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better.